This is Your Brain on Sports is brought to you by FreshBooks. It's smart mobile accounting designed specifically for freelancers and small business owners. You can try FreshBooks for 30 days on us, no credit card required. Go to freshbooks.com sports and enter sports in the How You Heard About Us section. Everybody wants to be the guy who only needs four hours of sleep <laughs> or can perform amazingly at all times during the day. But in reality, uh, it's very difficult to predict who's going to do that. And so it's very important to uh, listen to the individual players and, and take cues from them and respond to that. Hello, sports fans and science aficionados. This is Sam Summers, and this is your Brain on Sports. It's our weekly podcast in which a sports journalist, that's John Wertheim, the executive editor of Sports Illustrated, and a psychology professor, that is yours truly, explore what the world of sports has to teach us about who we are, how we think, and the forces that shape human behavior. This nexus of sports and human nature is the focus of the book that John and I have written, which is now out and available at Find bookstores and websites anywhere, titled, uh, not too coincidentally, This Is Your Brain on Sports. So today, I thought for our podcast, I would start by admitting that I'm actually fairly tired. I stayed up late writing last night. I got up early to get the carpool process with my kids started. We had chorus practice early in the morning at school, at least the older daughter did, and I'm feeling like I might be one boring meeting with perhaps dim lighting away from nodding off while at work today. Uh, I did not sleep enough last night, or at least I did not sleep well enough. Um, and I'm clearly not at the top of my mental game. But I am a college professor with a 15-minute commute whose job involves lecturing while just standing there or writing while sitting still. Uh, it is not that big a deal. I can muddle through. I can only imagine though how devastating not enough sleep or too low-quality sleep would be for the elite athlete. You already have the grueling practice and game schedule, the travel across time zones, arrivals in the next city on a road trip very late at night or into the morning, uh, sleeping in unfamiliar hotel rooms, and so forth. And you can certainly understand why players and teams would be motivated to try to get this right, to, to try to undo any competitive disadvantage involving sleep or to perhaps see competitive advantage when they can through optimizing sleep. And so today we have with us a sleep expert who's going to talk to us about the scientific world of sleep. That is Scott Kutcher, a clinical professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at the Center for Sleep Sciences and Medicine at Stanford. Scott, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you very much for having me. So I have to ask you, Scott, I got to ask you about spring training. It's a story that keeps popping up on my news feed and various social media. I keep seeing the story that the New York Yankees are doing something a little bit different this spring. They are starting their workouts later than usual, around noon, maybe 11.30 a.m. And this is apparently unheard of in the world of Major League Baseball in spring training, where many teams have reporting times that are much earlier in the morning, people showing up, you know, 7, 8 o'clock to lift weights, get ready for their morning workouts and so forth. So what do we make of this? Is this, this is, supposed, this is purportedly a decision that the Yankees have made based on uh, science and research on sleep. What do we know about the, the research underlying this decision and, and in general what sleep does for us performance-wise? Well, I, I think let's start with talking about uh, you know, the, the schedule itself because you were talking about uh, being up late and uh, baseball players, for the most part, they work late. You know, during the season, right. their games start uh, 
seven, sometimes later, and uh, depending on the time, uh, can go, you know, 10, 11 extra innings can go later. So these are people who, during the season, they're not getting into bed until 12, 1, and sometimes even later than that. So what you're, what's happening is, by asking them to wake up early in the morning, you're essentially shutting them down uh, and waking them up and disturbing their sleep uh, and essentially sleep depriving them. Right. So th- this is perhaps more conducive to the realism, the realistic scenario that they're performing under once the season starts. Right, exactly. So, uh, you know, the, you want the, the, the brain and the body to perform at the same time every day and to allow yourself to recover with enough time for sleep. So by uh, allowing yourself to start the day a little later, what you're doing is getting the preseason in line with the regular season, because the goal of the preseason is to uh, prepare yourself for the regular season. Interesting. So, I mean, li- you know, lining up the, the schedules, the circadian rhythm, the, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, what, what do we know? What do we know more generally about? I mean, sleep clearly has an impact on us mentally. I can speak to that myself today, but, but it also clearly has an effect on us physically. What, what do we know? What does the research of, of sleep tell us about specifically what kinds of effects it has on the way we think, again, mental performance, but also physical? Well, the, there are a few different ways it can affect us, and it, it actually will depend on what you're doing and the time of day you're doing it. So there are two main factors. The first is uh, a circadian effect. What that means is that your body is likely to perform differently at different times during the day. And we know that uh, performance uh, tends to peak in the afternoon uh, and then uh, in the late afternoon. And uh, in addition to that, you have the effects of sleep deprivation. So uh, not getting enough sleep every night uh, will accumulate and will, uh, will lead to uh, decreases in performance as well. Now, uh, the performances that change for sleep deprivation are not necessarily those of physical strength and speed. They, they oftentimes are more mental, things like reaction time, uh, judgment, but which are very important to uh, baseball players particularly uh, and uh, athletes in general. Your uh, actual physical performance, though, can vary significantly during the day. People will uh, run faster at different times during the day. They can uh, lift more weights at different times during the day. And, and again, that tends to peak in the afternoon. So that, that's in, it's interesting you say that that tends to, and you know, as a researcher myself, I, we use that word a lot. When you say it tends to, is there something to the idea that this is not everyone that are... Do we are there morning people and evening people? People talk about I'm a night owl. I function better at night. Is that when you say tends to? Is that is there some individual difference here in terms of uh, is it a one size fits all prescription for when we're at our peak? So that's absolutely a general prescription, and there's a lot of individual variability. You know, everybody wants to be the guy who only needs four hours of sleep <laughs> or can perform amazingly at all times during the day, but. In reality, uh, it's very difficult to predict who's going to do that. And so it's very important to uh, listen to the individual players and, and take cues from them and respond to that. So are teams doing that? I mean, I, I don't know the degree to which you would you know, have sort of firsthand uh, familiarity or experience with this, but are, I mean, teams now we hear about across sports nutrition plans and, and recovery plans and workout plans are are teams doing, I mean, the Yankees here have a let's start spring training later plan, but are they talking with their players, to your knowledge, about developing either team-wide or even individualized sleeping plans for their players with all this travel jet lag and hotel stays? Is that something that's on their radar screen? Well, what I would say is teams are starting to do it more. Teams are recognizing the importance of sleep and the importance of making time for sleep. And because of that, they're, they're listening to their players more and they're allowing their players to come forward uh, with problems and, and, and allowing discussion for it. 
you know, sleep is always competing with other, uh, with, with other important preferences. You know, everyone, uh, you have to get your weights in, you have to get your practice, you have to watch your video. Sleep's a part of that now. And uh, it's becoming more and more a part of that, you know, every year, I think. Yeah. Well, I, and I, I thought it was interesting that you mentioned also, I mean, yes, physical performance, but I think you use the word judgment as well. I know that's something that, that you've done some, some work on, right? I mean, I, I believe a study looking at Major League Baseball and just judgment with regard to strike zone recognition and how that might evolve, or in this case, perhaps deteriorate, not so much over the course of one day, but over the course of a season. That, that's a relevant finding to what we're talking about here today, right? Right. So we were looking at uh, judgment of, uh, in the strike zone for batters and found that it would deteriorate through the season. Now, unfortunately, we didn't have specific sleep data for, e- for, for each batter. And it would be, I think, extremely beneficial for uh, teams to go out and have a better understanding of, of what's happening to their players as the season progresses and what role fatigue may be playing in that. And so when you say it deteriorates, so you're actually, what we're looking at is, is pitch recognition. Players are doing a worse job differentiating balls and strikes as the season wears on. Is that, is that the idea? That's exactly right. And, and what they're doing is they're, they're swinging more. I see. Uh, you know, when, when, and perhaps they have less time to react or less time to kind of make that decision. And uh, the decision seems to be one of, you know, committing to swing more often. And we think, and again, I know I take your point well there that we don't have, we don't, we can't necessarily chart how many hours David Ortiz, how many hours, you know, Adrian Gonzalez has spent sleeping over the course of this baseball season. We don't have those data, but, but the, the explanation that that you would put forth is consistent with this here is that some of this is just the, the wear and tear, the cumulative fatigue that sets in over 162 game season. Well, it certainly goes counter to what you would expect to see and what you see with a lot of other statistics which is that as the season goes on because of repetition and practice uh, people get better yeah right right and and i guess i i guess maybe i so i i use this phrase so maybe it's not the right phrase we, we it might not be pe- pitch recognition right i mean that suggests something perceptual and vision related and but but it might be a combination of what they're seeing their ability to hold up their swing the, the starting a little bit later in the swing because they're fatigued i mean it's it's not just what they're seeing it's the you suggested they're swinging more often at bad pitches. Well, yes. And, and as I said, I, th- I think there are a host of factors that go into it. And certainly if you are sleep deprived, the f- very first thing that's going to go is your attention. And so your ability to focus on that pitch coming in is going to be compromised. And every little split second is going to count. And so I assume, so these, obviously these are data that are they're out there. They're archival data, right? We can look at the, sw- the swing rate. We can look at the performance of players over the course of time. But there certainly, I imagine, are sleep studies as well in which people, not major league baseball players, are being brought, say, into the lab and observed under more controlled, more experimental circumstances. Is that, is that right? I mean, are there researchers are, I assume, doing some of this work by, by actually literally sleep depriving people and seeing what it does to attention and perception and, and motor skill and a variety of other outcomes? Is that, is that the state of the science these days? That is right. And, you know, what we found is that, you know, we know that being sleep deprived for uh, 24 hours or staying up for 24 hours uh, will cause you to have about the same judgment and reaction time as someone who's legally impaired by alcohol. Uh, Now, obviously, it's going to be very difficult to convince uh, Major League Baseball teams to intentionally sleep deprive their players (laughs) for 24 or more hours in in order to conduct, you know, in order to have them sit in against a 95 mile an hour fastball and see what happens. Uh, But uh, we kind of extrapolate that data and and infer uh, what may be happening to athletes out on the field. Interesting. 
All right, let's take a quick time out from talking about the science of sleep to get you some important, not sleepy at all information about a great support system in place for your team. Every team has one of those. FreshBooks is here to be that support system for your business. For the best way to manage your books and make tax season easy, get FreshBooks. It's a super intuitive tool that makes creating and sending invoices extremely simple for small business owners and freelancers. FreshBooks stands out where it really counts, getting you paid. You can create and send a professional invoice in just 30 seconds. You can see exactly when your client looked at it, tracking the status of all outstanding invoices for you. FreshBooks can even send a late payment reminder to your clients automatically, meaning you're not wasting your time chasing down clients for payment. The results speak for themselves. FreshBooks users get paid five days faster on average. And you don't have to take our word for it. Right now, FreshBooks is offering listeners 30 days of unrestricted use, totally free, and you don't even need a credit card to sign up. Just go to freshbooks.com slash sports, enter sports in the how you heard about us section. That's freshbooks.com slash sports, enter sports in the how you heard about us section for your 30 days of free use. So there's, again, the wear, the wear and tear over the course of the season. What else, if I'm, a, if I'm running a major league franchise or any professional sports or college sports uh, team for that matter, what, what should I be worried about in terms of sleep? I mean, obviously, not enough sleep is not good. And over the course of, of time, uh, we're seeing you know, difference in, in strike zone judgments and so on and so forth. Is, it, is having some sort of, of more regimented, um, here's the process we're going to follow when we take a road trip, here's when you're going to sleep, here's when you rise. Is it a matter of having sort of individualized schedules or what, what sort of things should be on the radar screen of the, the front offices and the training staff of, of sports teams as they think about the, the complex tasks that's faced by today's professional athlete? Well, I, I think they should be looking at it. So, you know, professional teams, they can't necessarily change their schedule. That, that's yeah. set. But they can change uh, what they do uh, in between games to help them better prepare and, and use sleep to better prepare for games. It's very difficult, and it's oftentimes difficult to convince uh, uh, players themselves. You know, we in the field of medicine have trouble with this as well. You know, p- people want to be present, and they want to be there, and, and it's very difficult to convince people that they're, uh, they're doing a good thing by not showing up. Right. Yeah, so, so is this, this is a, at some level, prescription for just additional days off and rest for certain players, or... I mean, is that is that something that uh, sort of be consistent with this this notion? Like you suggested, sometimes the idea is, well, I'm going to drag myself out there, and I'm going to play no matter what because that's what I need to do. Exactly. You know, you you don't want to set yourself up for a period where you're going to have extreme fatigue. So for some players, that may mean you know a day off after a particularly long game or a long road trip. Uh, it could mean changing the workout schedule so that it's able to accommodate enough time for sleep. The main goal is really making sure that you're allowing for enough time for sleep so that you're not uh, leading to a state of sleep deprivation and also allowing your players to, uh, you know, make sure that their circadian rhythms are in line with the game time. Yeah. You know, I can tell people uh, to go sleep, but if it's, you know, 9 a.m., they may not be able to right. sleep. They may right. have a lot more trouble. So you want the sleep to line up with what makes sense for their bodies and you want to allow for enough time. I, mean, I don't think Major League Baseball is doing this anytime soon because, as we know, I mean, professional sports, these are big business, right? I mean, if the NFL were primarily concerned about um, certain issues related to safety and physical condition, we wouldn't be talking about extending the regular season and Thursday night games and so forth. But if I were to try to engineer from scratch 
um, the ideal schedule from a performance standpoint for, well, let's take baseball. We've been talking about Major League Baseball and spring training is upon us. When would be, as opposed to, as you mentioned, all these 7.05 late starts that in the American League go to 11 p.m. or whatever, um, what would be the ideal time in theory to be playing, say, baseball games, an NBA regular season game? When are we at our, again, generally, I know there's individual difference, but when are we at our peak physical uh, potential? So our peak physical potential is generally between four and six or four and eight. So the professional teams are not that far off yeah. base, uh, with their seven o'clock start times. Uh, but uh, a late afternoon game is, is really the optimal time for performance. Again, in general, no, you know, noting that there's a lot of uh, variability between people. Got it. Got it. I, I also, one thing I've been, I've been reading about, I did a little, been doing a little, uh, again, uh, sort of layman's version of, of some o- online sleep research uh, literature reviews here. And one thing that I also was coming across was, I'd never given a thought to this at all, that the questions of related to sleep might also be relevant to other debates and health-related conversations that are going on in sports right now. For example, the efforts to combat concussions, to diagnose concussions, the neurocognitive uh, testing that's now going on. Sleep plays a role there too, right? And in a way I hadn't really thought of before, it's the case that we have to actually think about sleep when we're trying to obtain some baseline cognitive uh, function measures from players that we want to then be able to look at later on after an injury. Is that right? Well, that's very true. So sleep can affect uh, performance on neurocognitive testing. And so uh, people who are sleep deprived uh, have the potential to do worse on that neurocognitive performance. So you may be looking at a potentially altered baseline if you're testing somebody uh, with these tests uh, and they have uh, some level of sleep deprivation. The same is true after the fact. If someone is concussed and they have sleep symptoms along with that, uh, part of their testing and part of the abnormal results may be uh, a factor of their sleep. So differentiating between, say, and again, I'm not suggesting that being sleep-deprived is the exact same as being concussed in terms of the symptoms, but differentiating between, say, fatigue and, and some of the symptoms that might be arising from the, the injury itself is, is not always the easiest thing to do. It can be extremely difficult. Yeah. As I think about this, and as, again, I have to be honest, this is not something, a, a research literature that I was all that familiar with, so I find it fascinating. Um, and we've talked about what maybe some suggestions are for teams and for players and uh, even for the assessment of uh, injury here. What, uh, you know, you must get this question from ordinary folks with some regularity. As someone who's an expert in the science of sleep, what do you tell ordinary Joe and Jane public, whether we're talking about how to optimize their 5k performance over the weekend or just in general their performance at work and their their general mood what what is the best uh, sort of sleep advice to give to not even the professional athlete but just uh you know, the, the the person at large in society today my advice is to uh make sure you're allowing for enough time for sleep and to make sure your sleep is a separate from the rest of your activities you know a lot of people hop into bed and they've got their tv on or their uh tablet or their phone, and the bed and is just a continuation of the rest of their day. Uh-huh. You know, they're still answering emails, they're still uh, online. Um, but the bed really needs to be separated. It really needs to be its own sanctuary in order to have, uh, you know, the most optimal night of sleep. Yeah, this this is a consistent uh, topic of discussion in the summer's house. I have a I have two kids, they're, they're 10 and 12, and, and our older daughter, there's often the conversation of, 
group texting going on and friends saying, hey guys, stop texting me, I'm trying to go to sleep, and it drives me crazy. That thought, I was like, really, you guys have phones in your bedrooms that are, well, I'm using it as an alarm clock, is the response. And the thought of putting it on airplane mode or somehow silencing it doesn't strike them as important. And it's such a different, it's such a different scenario for me growing up and for us growing up as children and the, the argument being, well, you don't have a TV in your room, everything is fine. So that is really, that, that, I'm not just making things up, that's important to say not have your phone there buzzing and texting, it seems obvious to me, but that there's research to back that up. No, there definitely is. And if you think back to when your kids were little or, you know, smaller, uh, they probably had a, a bedtime routine. You know, they got a bath, you read them a story. Yes. And what all of that does is that helps you prepare for sleep, you know, and the same is true for adults. We think we can, but it's very difficult for us to just hop into bed and go off to sleep. Yeah. Uh, we need time to be able to uh, separate our sleep from our stressful days so that we can fall asleep better and have a better night of sleep. Yeah, I mean, it makes, we, yeah, we had a mean bedtime routine at the summer's house. There was rocking, there were several Beatles songs being sung. It was, uh, but that, those days are behind us. I like the idea of maybe we'll reinstitute something along those lines. I don't think it'll go over quite as well with the, the 12 year old crowd, but that's, and it makes a lot of sense to me intuitively that the bed and sleeping has to be separate from the rest of the day. It would take some more convincing, but everything does with 12 year olds. <laughs> that's, uh, that's very true. One quick programming note before we move on. I want to welcome Andrew Sharp and Ben Gulliver to the SI Podcast Network. These guys really know basketball, and their weekly show will appear in the open floor feed every week. Don't worry, Lee Jenkins isn't going anywhere. This week, Lee has a sit-down with Clippers shooting guard Jamal Crawford. That's Open Floor, SI's NBA podcast, now featuring two weekly episodes, one with Lee Jenkins and one with Sharp and Gulliver. Find it on iTunes, Stitcher, or SI.com slash podcasts. So I got, I got one last question I got to ask you, Scott. Are, are you, are, you are a baseball fan, correct? Absolutely. And you happen to root, at least I found online, evidence that suggests you happen to root for the Yankees. Is that right? I do. So I grew up in New York, and uh, I grew up a Yankee fan, and uh, still do root for them, even though I'm in the Bay Area now. And, yeah, and I, well, I'm a Yankees fan living in Boston. So I have to say, as I read this, here I'm thinking, you, your name, your research, or the research that's being done in your field keeps getting talked about in these in these stories that are popping about the Yankees having a later spring training, that must at some level be a little bit of a dream come true, that your, your name and the kind of work that you do in the field you do is actually changing something that the way the Yankees are doing business. That's sort of cool. Well, it's very cool. There's a reason I, I got interested in uh, looking at sports is because I just was interested in watching sports to begin with. Yeah. And I think that's true for, for, for a lot of us. Yeah. Yeah, I feel, you know, there's, there's a little bit of the sort of George Costanza thing. Like, you've discovered maybe we should be wearing cotton uniforms and it goes over well for a game or two, and then all of a sudden they shrink and it's not so good. But hopefully we won't go that route, but that must be, it'll be interesting to, of course, we're never going to know. The Yankees are going to have the season they're going to have, and we don't have a controlled experiment here. But it, it, it would be, it'll be interesting to see if this catches on, if other teams start to do this as well, if there's sort of greater recognition being paid to uh, the science of sleep and the research that, that's out there for, again, starting times, but, but travel schedules. And, and who knows what else is out there. I think it's a really interesting idea. My guess is that teams are always looking for the upper hand and competitive advantage that they're going to continue to uh, maybe in greater numbers turn to stuff like this. I think the teams will uh, continue to look for advantages and uh, sleep is definitely one of those areas where uh, there continues to be improvement. Uh, there are certainly a lot of people uh, more than me, who are doing work in this field, uh, who have made um, you know really profound contributions, and uh, I hope that it's a field that continues to grow. Yeah, 
Well, Scott Kutcher, uh, again, clinical professor of psychiatry and behavioral sciences at Stanford at the School of Medicine, the Center for Sleep Sciences and Medicine at Stanford. Uh, really interesting stuff. Scott, thank you uh, for, for joining us today. So this was uh, a lot of fun. I'm sure everyone who's ever interviewed you has made some similar jokes, so I'll, I'll refrain from saying we hope we didn't put people to sleep, et cetera, et cetera. But it was, this was really interesting. Thanks so much for doing this. All right. Thank you very much for having me. I had a good time. And uh, everyone out there, thank you for tuning in to, to this week's This Is Your Brain on Sports podcast. Again, John Wertheim and I will be doing these with hopefully weekly regularity still. Um, the book is now out, This Is Your Brain on Sports. Look it up uh, online at uh, fine bookselling websites and stores everywhere. You can get more details at brainonsports.com as well. You can tweet to John at at John underscore Wertheim or to me at at Sam Summers, all one word. And give us your thoughts about the book, ideas for future podcast episodes, and so forth. Again, something to think about tonight as you're going to sleep. We hope you're listening to the podcast, but not in bed, not while you're getting ready to go to sleep. Separate those activities and come up with, with some sort of bedtime routine, important for the, the big league players, important for everyone out there as well. So thank you once again, everyone, for tuning in, and, and to Scott Cutcher for being with us, and we will talk to you all soon. 